This is the Patriots Post Game Show, presented by Cyber Reason. Brady drops back with a play fake. He's pressured. He's wrapped up. He's sacked. Matt Judon has another for the Patriots back in the 28th. Turn that man loose. The Patriots Post Game Show, presented by Cyber Reason, with Hardy, Mike Dassault, and Paul Perillo, is your source for all the news and information following every Patriots game. Chuck comes down to Mac Jones. Fires to the end zone. Caught at the goal line. It's a touchdown it. yeah. for Hunter Henry as the Patriots add to their lead. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500. Or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. I hope y'all keep that same energy for tonight, baby. Can't wait. <laughs> Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. Slipping yeah. and sliding, he was like a cat. Pop, pop, yep. bang. All right, welcome in. It's Patriots.com. It is the post-game show presented by Cyber Reason. I'm Christian Arkan in for Hardy. Uh, nice to have you with us here this evening. A Patriots win over the Browns, 38-15, to the final score. And uh, for most of the game, it didn't really seem that close. You had a little bit of a uh, little bit of a scare there in the second half, to be sure. But the Patriots able to put this one away, a game that I don't think went the way any of us really thought it would. I don't think that anyone was expecting uh, such a... a high volume of passing in a game like this. I think we all thought there was going to be a lot more uh, ground and pound. Let's go ahead and start right there. Game plan uh, clearly favoring the Patriots. Yeah, it seemed like the the Browns came out and said, oh, you guys are going to try to stop our run, aren't you? We're going to throw it or try to throw it, and it wasn't all that successful. So I think that played a little bit into the Patriots' plans. I, I do think the Patriots had uh, you know good run defense when they tried to run it. I don't think the Browns really tried to run it that much, but I, I kind of think Bailey Zappi was the difference today. The plays that he made and, yeah. and that big run on, on third down by Ramondre for the touchdown, I thought those were the plays that, you know, the player in the play that made the big difference today. I said before the game, you know, if, if things change in terms of the way that the offense is operating and the way that Zappi is playing, it, it might introduce a different uh, narrative to the conversation. I, 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 listen, I think that you got to start to that today. That was conventional offense. They were throwing the ball um, much more frequently than they did last week. Um, they didn't just line up and settle for field goals when they got close. They asked him to do a lot more today. I thought he was very comfortable in what he was asked to do. Um, I also want to say that there was one particular juncture on the third third and one where you're looking, you're like two down territory, just run it twice, you're in the red zone, just get the first down. Instead, they go play action. They spring uh, Hunter Henry wide open for a touchdown. Um, just everything was really well done today. Everything was well done. Great throw uh, there on the video. Just a clo- lot of those close passes today. Yeah. I mean, right on the money to, to Parker. They got some uh, penalties that saved. Too. They overcame. Yep. Um, yep. You know, and, and I think that you – I'm not going to tell you that there's going to be pitchforks out, out in front of Belichick's office demanding that they make a change, but I think today I saw a glimpse of – you know the reasons to support the zappy zappy fever yeah like that there's i think i think there's a conversation to be had now i think are you switching parties are you going to switch parties yeah i mean i'll i'll reserve it to see a little bit more but like tulsi gabbard but today (laughs) he did things today that he didn't do in the first two games that he played and he played at a much higher level today than he did um against green bay or against detroit and uh on the road Against uh, you know a middling team um, that was similar to to you, um, I, I thought he was in control today and played really really well. Made very few mistakes. Yeah. Very few. I mean, it's I I don't want to. 
I don't know what this is going to say, but I just it's like like Mac did last year. He completed seventy percent of his passes. He didn't really you know make the mistakes. It's I, you know which one of them is better and has the higher ceiling. I, I think that's the part where you debate. But overall, really solid. Yeah, and you know, again, this is sort of selective uh, recall, but. Mac Jones last year when he was completing 70% of those passes was throwing a lot of screens and passes behind the line and, you know, really kind of easily set up plays like that. And I feel like Bailey Zappi, it's not like it's not like they're running a complicated uh, RPO offense or anything, but it does seem like he's pushing the ball downfield better and maybe is even a little bit more accurate on his downfield throws. Uh, I, I think there were a couple of instances where Zappi was hitting guys right in stride, and it's not that they were throws that Mac could couldn't make, but maybe that Mac hasn't been making this year, wasn't making in the in the first couple of games this year, and they weren't complicated. Like that's the thing. Like Mac had trouble. It seemed like with basic stuff, Zappy's right there. I mean, he's he's not having trouble with anything right now. No, at least what what they're asking him to do. He did it well today. He showed strides, and uh, I mean, I'm sure as we get into the good, the bad, he'll be he'll be in there. But um, but yeah, just I mean, look, we talked about it. Paul and I were pumping the brakes a little bit, but I, I think now after that game, it's it's. But you know, I it's, said if if I, nice see, if I see differences, yep. I'm not going to be stubborn and bang my head against the wall and tell you how right I am, and you know, and just blindly support one side or the other. I didn't do it with Brady Bledsoe, and I'm not going to mm-hmm. do it with, with with these two guys. I mean who have accomplished nothing close to what Brady and Bledsoe accomplished. So uh, I'm going to be consistent. If the guy, if one guy's playing better than the other, then the guy's playing better should should continue to play. And right now, today, Zappi played better than Mac has played, for sure. Yeah. Good team. So then what happens next week? <laughs> well, we go to the probably, we're we probably jumping to that the bad a little quick. Before we worry about next week. Let's go ahead and do that Sounds then. like a second hour topic. Without any uh, further ado, how about the good, the bad, and the injured? Now it's time for the good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. The bad. Hey, what happened? And the injured. Ah. Ah. You are a gay. All right, we got good, we got bad, we got injured. Who wants to start? Um, let's just keep the, the zappy trains rolling. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it going here with, with putting zappy on there. Um, you know, I, I think you're right. It's funny, Arkin. I just look back real quick, uh, you know, just to compare the performances against the Browns. You know, Zappi's 24-34, 9.1 yards per attempt, two touchdowns. Uh, last year, Mack was 8.6 yards per attempt, so 19-23, to 82.6%. Three touchdowns, so you know similar under kind of two hundred yards, though, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, one ninety eight, yeah. one ninety eight. So yeah, definitely uh, similar numbers, similar though. numbers, you similar know, numbers. But I think Zappy goes down the field more. I just yeah. you know, like yeah, but the average per attempt is very similar. That yeah. is true. It is similar. Five yards, but you know, regardless, I, I think. Look, oh, I, think I thought I, you said nine point something and eight nine point one and eight point six. So half oh, a yard, po- yeah, point, half a yard, not half five yards, half a yard, <laughs> half a yard more. But uh, but you know, just like you know, plays we're seeing here again, they're showing that Parker one with the slant. I mean, just you know, good pocket presence seemed to you know have a little bit of a sense of getting away from pressure i mean hitting these throws on the outs just i mean these are the the you know where you see the arm strength you want to see him get it out there i mean decisive that one to, to hunter henry you know i think some of the biggest plays they did the most damage on the the the, the john U. smith one the hunter henry touchdown those ones were a little bit more you know scheme and, and run after catch but overall it's just it's the kind of performance you know they love he didn't didn't do anything crazy yeah he took what was there and he played to the game plan and uh he was he was excellent and, and i thought um uh, you know it, you want to talk about that game with with Cleveland last year, and you know I, I do think the number. I mean, he threw Zappy got more opportunities to throw, and he threw for more yards. But I'm also that's that's also comparing in my mind to Mac Jones's best game. Yep. Last year, I thought that Cleveland game was his best game. Me too. Yeah. So it's kind of apples to apples. 
You know, that was whatever, seven, eight, nine starts into Mac yeah. Jones's career. This is the second career start for Bailey Zappi. The fact that we're talking about it to me uh, uh, in and of itself is is interesting. And and I think that you're going to get a lot more talk about oh, it this if week. If you had it before this game, you're going to have even you're more. You're going to get a lot more talk about it this week. And I think it's it's worth continuing to discuss because I think he's put the – he's put. what I was most impressed with today is – how many times they got behind the chains and rather than run it a couple of times to try to do something, you know, trick them, it was a couple of passes yeah, to get back on track. And I agree with Paul. I felt like a couple of times I'm like, this is a spot where they might just try to run it and, you know, wave the white flag a little bit. If they pick it up, great, but live to fight another day and they seem more aggressive today with them. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I'm also I'm, I'm going to go to um, a guy who hasn't really gotten a lot of love um, so you know, so far as a Patriot, he made a couple of big plays in the game. That's John O. Smith, mm, yep. um, and you know, the play was just breaking tackles and, and finding a way to, to to make some plays. So, uh, what do you have here? Two catches for sixty-one yards with the with the big fifty-three yarder that kickstarts the second half and showing nice highlight now. And he's he he break. This, these are the kinds of athletic plays they talked about that I, I thought were, would be uh, very important. So, to me. To see him make some plays and contribute, it was like a, a huge weight lifted off his shoulders. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just here when he pops up, like that, this celebration right here, it just, especially coming back off an injury. I mean, had an ankle yeah. injury, missed the game last week. I mean, that's frustrating in itself. But, yeah, just these are the kind of plays, uh, you know, that you've been looking for out of John o. Smith. This one came up a little short before the first down. But, um, but yeah, the other one was a great one. Yeah, that play had everything. He broke two tackles, you know. He had a nice open field right. He got caught uh, eventually, but um, yeah, he didn't drop the ball. A guy was trying to knock it out, and it was just, uh, yeah, it was. A, yeah, and it's just one play, and I know, like, well, you know, it's just one play, but it was, a, you know, it was just start of like, the third quarter, get and it's it all yeah. and it's the guy who makes it too. It's a guy who hasn't been able. I think I also want to give him credit just for being on the field. Mm-hmm. Like when he got a, he had a high ankle sprain, uh, reported high ankle sprain that he suffered in what Green Bay. And everybody said, you know, the reports indicate he's going to be out a while. Well, he wasn't out a while. He missed a game. Yeah. So I give him I give him credit. Uh, he contributed to the win, uh, and, and I think that first drive of the second half was an important one for the Patriots. They had the 10-3 lead at the break, and he largely was responsible for making it 17-3. to Yeah. Um, all right, so we got Zappi, we got Johnny Smith. Six, whatever it was. I don't know. What was the time? What was the score at that time? Um, uh, which, which, I'm sorry. It was ten, yeah, ten six at the. It was ten six. So ten six at the made half. Made it seventeen yeah. six. Right. At, 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 at that point in the third quarter. Um. Good. All right. So there's uh two goods. I'm gonna use my good for. Mm, there's a couple of guys I could give it to on the defense. I was thinking about giving it to Tyquan Thornton because he had a good game today and uh, scored his first touchdown. But I think that uh, Devon Godchow, um. Lawrence, uh, no, guy didn't play, but uh, Godchow for sure, um, Dietrich Wise, Judon, the guys in the middle I thought did a very, very nice job of uh, clogging up the running lane, stacking the box. That was my big key to this game. Um, so I'm going to go. I'll give it to Godchow. He had a sack in this game. Yeah. Um, I thought he played really well. I thought the uh, entire front really was strong against Chubb, who did start to run a little bit in the fourth quarter. It was way too late by then. I thought that was really weird sort of uh, play calling on, uh, on Cleveland's part, which we'll get to in a second. But I think part of the reason why they had to call the plays that way is because every time they tried to run the ball in the first quarter, those guys were right 
right there in the kitchen, and they were uh, shutting them right down. And uh, Chubb was really not much of a factor until uh, way too late. So I'll give it to Godshow and those uh, and the big guys up front there. Yeah. We'll mention Carl Davis too. Got an interception there. At the That's end. right. Yep. Fumble. Another big fat fumble. Fumble. Oh, fumble. <laughs> fumble sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I know. I'm 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 in total agreement with you. I mean, I thought Dietrich. I'm, he's not on the line yet, is he? I was going to talk positively about him. <laughs> I didn't want to kiss no, his no. ass too no, much. No, no, you know, no. Make it I didn't want to, but I thought he was. I thought <laughs> he was, he was really active today. And the quarterback and, sneak stop yeah. was was important yep. At, yep. The, at the beginning of the game. Yep, absolutely. Uh, keeping the train moving, uh, Kyle Duggar. I mean, you know, I know he had uh, you know gave up a catch in coverage, but otherwise, I thought it was an, strong an game. Excellent strong day game for him. For strong tackling. You started off with the interception, uh, kind of set the tone for the day. Wanted a fast start. Kyle Duggar gave it to you, but. I just thought he was a physical presence, especially on the edge a couple times. He just seemed like he uh you know, just seems like he's in he's knowing where to be and what to do at the right moments and he's he's making plays right now and I think we're really starting to see it come together for Kyle Duggar, which is just uh, a great sign for for this defense. Duggar, go ahead, sorry. No, I just gonna say still like him much more uh, uh at or around the line of scrimmage. His physicality just jumps at you every game. He's blowing up a running back on a blitz or coming up and, you know, dropping somebody after a two yard gain on a short throw. Um, he was rewarded uh, with the pick on the second play of the game uh, today. Just a strong all-around game for Duggar, I thought. Yeah, he uh, led the team in tackles. He had two pass deflections, which I think was the most of any player because they were testing him. And uh, he did give up that big play in the first quarter. And on his interception, if that was a better thrown ball, that was probably a touchdown. Duggar did uh, step in on that, on that uh, play-action fake. But after that, I feel like they didn't really test him that much anymore, which again may have been a you know Cleveland problem more so than a than a Duggar thing. But when they did test him, he was he was mostly out there uh, knocking balls away. And you guys are right. I mean, he's a he's like Bob Sanders out there on the run when <laughs> he stacks that box. He's bigger than Sanders. Looks, I know he looks like a big Bob Sanders. Yeah, out there, like, which is a good thing. Like Bob, like he ate Bob Sanders. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's uh, he's really. I mean, he's a difference maker out there when it comes to uh, when it comes to a team like this. And listen, Cleveland Chubb's an elite running back, and I was a little worried that this was going to be another example of the Patriots kind of feasting on the Lions without Swift or, you know, good running backs who, who they didn't have to go up against. They went up against him, and uh, he was not a factor. So, yeah, that was uh, that was certainly in part because of Kyle Duggar. Ooh, Buffalo making some mistakes here. Sorry. That, Sorry, that I should got be an zone. incomplete <laughs> pass, by the way. Z, I think this Z is a bad team? call. This this goes directly sideways, That's th- which is considered forward. That's right. Um, but they called it a fumble. Yeah. Baruski. Okay. Um, who's up? Who's up? Uh, can I go? Um, you go. You go. Who yeah, just, you, who you just did. Doug, I, I'm going to go yeah, with. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Devonte Parker, mm-hmm. uh, who I thought uh, made an impact in this game with a couple of, couple of big catches. Ends up with four for 64. Uh, had a 29 yarder on the first drive. Set the tone for that drive that ended up at a, with a field goal. Um, I thought he showed up, made some plays again. Uh, the, the slants that we saw uh, a little bit of in the preseason, Mike, yep. saw a couple of those today where he's using his, his body to, to shield off defenders. Yeah. I, thought, I thought he had a strong game. Yeah, big big 29-yard uh, sideline fade, same kind of thing. Not in the first possession that was – you know, big helping them stay uh, on time and, and ultimately end up with a field goal. But yeah, I had I had Parker too. Nice nice game for him. Kind of a little of everything that he does: contested catches, slants. Um, Would have liked to maybe see him get a touchdown. I saw that there was some yelling going on on the sidelines. I don't know what that was about, but I wonder um, if maybe he was Brown, just saying, yeah, yeah. "Hey, you know, give me a chance to make a play on a fade down there." Yeah. You know, we 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 ran it, couldn't get it in. Yeah, give me a chance to make a play on yeah, a fade. This is the big one right here. Yeah, I mean, it's just he he had an impact on the game. He made a couple of big plays. Yep. Um, Christian, my other yes, my other one would be Hunter Henry, who uh, in this game today had a season high in yards, 
tied for a season high in uh, receptions and had a season high in targets. And he also got in the end zone. So, uh, you know, he's had the year started off pretty quietly for him. There wasn't really much that he was contributing, certainly through the first three weeks. But uh, against Detroit, he had that nice game. He's had another one here. So he seems to be, uh, you know, back on the upswing. And that's an important thing for this offense, an important thing for Zappy or Mac or whoever it is. They, they need him out there producing. Yeah, of all the things of like Bailey and Mac c- comparison, like Mac not really going into him this year. And now it seems <coughs> like, like Zappy has developed a little bit of a, of a chemistry with him. And some in some key spots so right. um just you know solid solid production for him um got the touchdown of course i'm sure it, it feels good for hunter henry i'm sure he feels like he's getting on track right now mike you get any more uh um you know i i just kind of wanted to to give more of a, a general one to the secondary coverage um i you know i think you could point to mills on a play i had jalen mills you individually can, yeah, but mm. for the same kind of mentality that you're talking but, and about. we talked you said it a couple times paul i thought the same exact thing just Every pass they completed was contested, was tight. The coverage was good. You know, I can't tell you how many catches the the Browns made on this day where it was like, man, they just managed to squeeze Cooper it in Cooper and Peoples-Jones had to make a couple of really difficult plays with guys right on them. And Mills was, you know, the interception obviously he gets hit when he throws it. It's a punt. But the, there were other plays where he had really, really solid coverage in this game and made life difficult. Yeah, and I can't believe – I mean, Amari Cooper, 12 targets, four catches. I mean, just a credit to the to the yep. secondary. All right, and joining us right now here on the phones, uh, uh, let me first say that a big thank you to our sponsor, Microsoft Surface, the official sideline technology provider and laptop of the NFL and the New England Patriots that provides players and coaches with the tools to succeed both on and off the field. Check out the powerful Surface Pro 8, combining the power of a laptop with the flexibility of a tablet over at Surface.com. Joining us right now, uh, made a big difference in this game today, Dietrich Wise joins us here on the uh, on the hotline. Dietrich, um, uh, nice win there today. Uh, how you feeling after this one? Feeling great. Very excited. Hey, Dietrich, did it, did it surprise you at all that it seemed like they came out and, and wanted to maybe throw a little bit more, maybe anticipating you guys were going to gear up to stop Chubb in the running game? That, did that surprise you guys, or were you kind of prepared that they might come out and try to throw the ball a little bit more? No, we were very prepared. They have a great uh, run game with uh, Hunt and Chubb, and we knew if we were able to stop them, then he'll always go to his favorite receiver, which is uh, Coop. And uh, that's something that was our main goal, just stopping the run, making them one-dimensional. And once we put the ball in, in uh, Jacoby's hands, then, our, then the next game plan was get out to the pass. Okay, so we know that was the game plan, uh, Dietrich. You know, how did you guys execute it so well? Because uh, even when they did run <coughs> Chubb, you never, you guys never really allowed him uh, to to pick up much steam. Yeah, our our coaching staff did a fantastic job of uh, putting us in, the, in in a good front, uh, beating their old lineman, uh, uh, being able to, to push the old line back, making him stop his feet. And if he did hit the edge, we had other guys around us to. To help set the edge, or uh, uh, if you want to cut back, other guys coming in, we kind of just made him fluster him a, a little bit. He's a really good running back, fantastic running back, but he's really good when he's coming downhill and his feet not moving. That's why his, his feet keep moving. Once we stop his feet, once we have him try to change direction, that's when he becomes uh, very easily to tackle. We're joined by Dietrich Wise. Uh, Dietrich, you're kind of breaking out this year, and I don't know if I don't know if anyone's told you that yet, but you're kind of you're kind of busting out this year. Um, I have a question about that uh, that celebration. Was that a volleyball celebration we saw after that day? <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, when I get uh, PBU, uh, I like to do a little volleyball celebration. It's a little uh, honor to my wife. She played volleyball, so 
every time I, I bat the ball down, I give a little bump. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Teachers, last week you guys got the shutout. This week, you know, just, just one touchdown. I, you know, what can you say about just the complimentary nature of the defense right now? It seems like the pressure's playing well on, on one snap. The secondary's making plays on the ball and getting turnovers. It just seems like you guys are all really starting to find your stride here uh, after six games. You know, it's a, it's a fantastic thing to see when we're playing together. Uh, there's an old saying that the, the pass rush and the coverage should always be married. Uh, that means when the pass rush is, when the guys are front seven and they're getting to the, to the quarterback, stop, stopping him, stacking him, or pressuring him, and the ball is coming out, then the, the, deep, uh, the uh, DBs are able to either lock the, lock the uh, receivers down or capitalize on bad throws and get a pick. So just we're just playing together, and that's something that, that we always wanted to do. And I want to say we've been doing it, but it's just getting better and better, and we're becoming more and more in sync every week. Well, I, I have to ask you about the big guys with the football in their hands. Uh, Carl Davis, uh, he's got the ball, and he's in open space. Uh, what did you guys see? You guys uh, get you guys into the end zone. Have we addressed this yet? <laughs> <laughs> we we talked about it. He got it. He got it. He's doing. He, he did a fantastic job picking that ball up and, and, and running. Uh, you know, that's a lot of space for a big guy, but he did a wonderful job keeping the ball in his hands. And uh, you know, he tried to do a little cut move, but hey, he got to keep working on, on his uh, on his elusiveness <laughs> as a running back. So. <laughs> uh, Dietrich, you guys were out, were without Lawrence Guy. You wouldn't have known it uh, from from the way you guys played. What do you what do you have to do to sort of make up for his absence in a game like this? Well, first of all, he's on the sideline and he's doing a wonderful job helping us seeing things that we're not able to see. It helps us out, kind of like being a, a second coach. Even, even though we miss him on the field, uh, he's giving that he's giving that he's giving that great intake. And um, we have to we have to pretty much cover his his ability to stop the run. Um, he's a fantastic run stopper, and when he was out, then it, it kind of made other guys have to step up. Uh, I'm, playing, I'm playing a little inside more now. Uh, Big Sam, uh, the, our rookie coming in there, Carl, DG, and uh, Tommy Hill are doing a wonderful job on the inside along with Christian Baltimore. So it, just, it doesn't put pressure, but we all just have, have to step up and do a fantastic job in his absence. All right, well, we'll leave it right there. Uh, Dietrich Wise, great game today. Enjoy the win. Uh, enjoy your time in Cleveland. <laughs> Thank you very much. You have a great day. <laughs> All right, safe travels, uh, Dietrich. Uh, nice. Thanks, Dietrich. Dietrich's wise, who uh, was everywhere today. He had dominant. a lot of big I mean, plays. The defense today. was dominant just, again. Yeah, it's just so long, and I mean, he just the length that he has on those pass rushes. Just he's a handful for anybody who's got to block that guy. Yeah, and am I crazy, or is that the most uh, Patriots players ever said about anything? I mean, he was. Those were long answers. I know. I'm I not know. used to Patriots talking that long. No, and, and <laughs> he is, you know? and he's just you know one of the one of the best guys on the team. I mean, having been here a few years now and getting you know to know guys. I mean, there's just nobody who has a more like big smile, positive energy, just walking through the locker room, big old grin on his face, tapping people on the opposite shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that that's Dietrich wise and and. You know, you, you, I just—it's so cool to see him explode this year. I can admit, I didn't—I didn't see this kind of coming, um, but he's off to a great start. And if he can keep it up, this defense can be really good. Yeah, he's one of those guys from that—you know—that weird draft year where they didn't draft till like the third round or whatever it was. And well, I mean, Paul called like the six-year breakout. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Six-year jump. And I mean, it's funny because <laughs> I'm looking—you know—at his at his at his stats, um, you know, from the past, and and you know, he has—he's he's had a few more sacks, and he's got four already this year, but. You know he's been, uh, you know he's been consistent. I mean, five, four and a half, two, two and a half, three, four. So, you know, he, he, the last couple of years has been down maybe a little bit, but um, but just one of the surprises of the year and, and a welcome one. Yeah, 
Um, should we take some so, culture? No, we got to do the good, the bad. The oh, music. that's right. We didn't uh, even finish I, that. I have one more uh, good that I want to throw <laughs> I'm in. I'm glad you guys are here to remind and me. And that's Phil things. Belichick, you know, with win number 324 to tie George Hallis. I know these, you know, I, me, the least of all, like, you know, kind of the SID stats, I like to call them. Uh, do those on your own time. There, there are some differences and there are some exceptions to my whacked out rules. And one of them is when you're, you know, you're, you're chasing immortality and, um, you know, now he is uh, all uh, well tied now, just in second place. Only one guy uh, ahead of him in Don Shula. So, congrats to to Bill Belichick. Yeah, and, and I mean, today. tied with Hallis, and they're playing the Bears next week. So right. could could pass Hallis next week. Right. I I do. I know Christian. You mentioned uh, um, Thornton briefly. I know we didn't light it up, but two touchdowns for a rookie. Kind of. I mean, not 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 like any plays. Like, oh my God. But I just I love that he's getting involved and that you know he's getting some confidence off of these plays. Hopefully they can find a way to get him in space so he can use his speed a little bit more. But I just you know I liked getting to see him uh, have some success out there just here in his in his second game. So I think a lot of rookies, Marcus Jones, even on that you know one pass defense he had almost had an interception. A lot of rookies showing up right now. It's a real good sign. Yeah, it is a good sign. And with Bourne having to leave this game, Aguilar didn't play in this game. Uh, they might need him. You know, yeah, I mean, it's sure. a very real possibility that he's going to get leaned on. He's going to get some targets and. Uh, Hopefully you can keep being productive uh, against these team. The Jets coming up, who are now good. Uh, apparently, <laughs> the Jets are on? now this good team, and uh, Chicago next week, who Ooh. is not a good team. So uh, yeah, there you go. All right, uh, are we done on goods? Yeah, I think I'm good. I'm good for good. I'm good on good. All right, who's got some bads? Uh, it's not much. It's gonna be a quick one, I think. I right? I, I, well, there's not a whole lot here. I you mean, know, the, I, the penalties are the thing that stick out to me. Um, we had let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six more pre-snap penalties. Plus another timeout to avoid uh, a, a delay a game. So uh, th- this kind of stuff needs to be cleaned up. They were able to overcome it today because I think the offense had a really effect- effective day, efficient, <laughs> efficient and effective day. Yeah. Um, but you're not always going to find that. You're not always going to be able to you know, just overcome first and 15, first and 25, I think, at one point. Um, so that was one thing that I had on my bad list. Yeah, I mean, I I would just you know connect Win to that one, the strip sack, and you know yeah. two penalties for him. Um, or sorry, one. But you know, I it's just Cannon got in there for a little bit, so it still seems like they're still just kind of flirting with that kind of move. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd throw him on there too. Yeah, yeah, I thought the tackles both struggled with Miles Miles yeah. Garrett, but they didn't let him destroy the game. So you know that was that was big too. Fine. Yeah, uh, that that's really it. You know, other than that, there's not much you can you can point to. I thought the return game was pretty good. I thought, could, could we give a light one? Yeah, yeah I didn't like the special teams. I, today. I, I was going to throw special teams just with the onside yeah. kick. It didn't seem like they were well coordinated on that onside kick. It seemed like Jennings let it go and the onside kick sure they allowed to get recovered. The kickoff uh, return, um, they got it out over the 25 every time except for the one that the guy fell on his face at the 10. Um, and so they sniper. really didn't get anything out of the return game. So yeah, and the missed kick, too. I guess you could maybe oh put yeah, that I'll under. Oh, yeah, throw that in there. Throw that in there. But, I, I again, guess. this is this is like nitpicking <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. when you win 38-15. Right. That, um, otherwise, yeah, I'm good. I mean, there are a couple plays, but overall, I mean, I thought it was just a real good team win. Yeah, and even then, Jones did have one good punt return mm-hmm. for like 16 yards. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, you know, overall, uh, they didn't get to the 25 on kick returns. They allowed the Browns to get past the 25, I think, three times. It's frustrating. wasn't wasn't a great day on, on special teams. Yeah. No, and you wouldn't know it from the final score, but that whole sequence, if Cleveland had kicked the extra point, <laughs> like if then they you had, don't have to onside kick. If they had kicked an extra point there, you don't onside kick, which I 
think they recovered, by the way. Uh, I thought they were very fortunate to get that call overturned. I didn't think there was any kind of evidence to overturn that call. Yeah. Uh, every replay we saw, it looked like obstructed of whether right. he touched yeah. the ball or not. And I know the rule. Yeah. You know, I know what the rule says if that guy is out of bounds and touching the ball. I just didn't see anything that definitively said he was making contact with the ball. Unless they had a, a, a replay that we were right. privy to. And if the call on the field was that he touched it, then that I think that would have stood too. Because there wasn't evidence to overturn it either way. Right. But the fact that but they, they overturned did over, it, I they thought, did was overturn very, it. Yeah, yeah. it was really uh, weird. Yeah, and again, it was like, <clears throat> even though that the guy touched it well out of bounds, Mike's point stands to me is that they didn't really play it well. Yeah, yeah. it looked like Jennings was letting it go. The ball was as if was, he was thinking it was going to go out of bounds. The ball was free. The ball was free to be recovered. There. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Isaiah Wynn and uh, a couple yeah. of uh, special, special teams, teams plays, and that's right. basically it for the bad. What are you gonna do? Uh, to the injured. Yeah, we can run it down. I mean, Barmore with knee out. That's a. Uh, I don't know. After last year, I don't know how you feel, Paul, but but I'm kind of like still optimistic he's going to be all right. Uh, I know he had the knee injury. Maybe it's connected to what happened to him this week. And that would be my concern. Mm. Is whatever he did on yeah. Friday at practice was aggravated in the game, exacerbated. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, I mean, Bourne. Bourne went out with a toe injury. 84. He did not return. Um, Cody Davis walked off under his own power. Not sure. I didn't see an announcement on that I one. I didn't see an announcement. It looked like a knee, but I, I don't know and exactly what the deal was. There. Wise went out for a second there, but but came back and talked to us, so I'm going to guess that he's A-OK. Yeah. What would you guys think of Barmore's season up to this point? Quiet. Quiet. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. For a guy who I thought really was showed flashes of being a disruptive playmaker last year, you haven't seen much of that this year from him. Yeah, no. I mean, it's you know, I'm trying to balance right now that that he's hurt and that they've had two really good defensive performances, not getting too caught up. Well, why isn't this guy playing good? But I think it's it's a it's an app criticism, and people have asked him directly about it, and you know, you'll get your usual responses of, oh, he's taking one for the team, but still, I think passing downs, you're going to need that guy, especially against the real good teams, to to make a difference. How much do you think they'll miss Bourne? I mean, you know, he's had a weird season. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. it depends on Aguilar too. Great description of that. He has had a weird season. Mm-hmm. You know, born like you know, even this game. Yeah, you know, he comes out first. First down they get is a big play for him on third. Yep. I think it was like third and seven, uh, yep. something, yep. Third something and seven. like that. Yep. You're right. You know? Yep. Um, and then he, I think, suffered a toe injury and really, I don't think ever got back in the game. Just a toe. It's random. You know, one of those things. So, yeah, he has had a weird season. Very weird. He's produced. Wow. You know, whenever he's out there, he yeah. does something good. Just if you can give him like five <laughs> snaps a game, he'll get three catches. But you play him ten snaps, and he'll, yeah. you know, he'll get you three <laughs> catches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like Leroy Horde. <laughs> what you do? If, if it's if it's third and two, he'll get you three. If it's third and ten, he'll get you three. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. I think unless anybody has anything else, there you go. That you're good. No. You're bad. And you're injured. And you're injured yeah. from this uh, 38 to 15 win by the Patriots over the Cleveland Browns on the road. Patriots now three and three, two and two. Uh, away from Gillette, the Browns now dropped to two and four. They're one and three at home. Um, tough start to the year for them, and uh, certainly a game that I think they as uh, we heard from uh, I forget his name now, Anthony um, from Cleveland.com. Yeah, right. He uh, he was saying that Cleveland was treating this like a must-win game with that kind of urgency. I'm not sure I saw or felt that kind of urgency from them. It I didn't, it it didn't just, seem like I it. thought it was odd. I thought a lot of things that Cleveland did in this game were odd, especially early on. And I, I think that the Patriots did a really good job on Chubb early. Mm. Uh, I thought he had a couple of five, six-yard runs, but they also stacked them you know, for a couple of two- and three-yard runs too. But I think if you're a team like Cleveland, you're okay with that. Just like the Patriots, like Ramondre Stevenson had very few efficient runs in this game. Yeah. yeah. But that didn't really deter them from doing what they do. And – 
yeah, okay, I get it. On third and ten, they caught him, right? They're not play- third and ten from the thirty-one yard line. They're not looking for a draw, and they caught him, and he breaks it for a touchdown. I'm not necessarily pointing to that run per se as much as I am the mentality of. I know he's had a lot of two-yard runs in this game, but we're going to keep doing it because he's our best player on offense, and we're not going to just go away from him. And I thought Cleveland, for large stretches of this game, willfully went away from Nick Chubb. Yeah. Um, they had a like a third and one and a fourth and one that he's not on the field on. And I know they like to put Hunt on the field in some of those plays. And Hunt's a good player. I'm not telling you he stinks. But I just thought that f- your point, Christian, about how how much urgency they had in this game coming in, to have him be a bystander, mm. um, I think he had eight carries at the half, and he he ended up with twelve in a in a ten six half game at the half. He ends up with twelve carries. I think he had like thirteen touches. And yes, I have him on my fantasy team. So <laughs> so I, I'm 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 wondering. So I was paying yeah, attention. What, what happened? Oh, what happened? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I too, Paul. I I just I'd credit the tackling of the Patriots defense because I think. A lot of times it looked like they had it snuffed out, and, and even with Chubb and those other games you watch him, it looks like other teams have him snuffed out, and then he breaks a tackle yes. and he's gone. That's just my point. And they just were able to contain him when they were ready for it. Even when he got those you know, five-yard gains, like you said, they, they were able to keep you know limit the damage that he was able to do. Um, it, it was a real good job. Yeah, here comes Hunt. Yeah, that was a big third-down player early in the game that forced the, the, the field goal. And I, I like I said, I thought they did a lot to stop themselves today. Now – in the passing game, the secondary was really good in this yep. game. We talked about it in the in the good segment. I, I thought the Patriots secondary had had its strongest game today. They were really really sticky Definitely. in coverage. Definitely. Um, you surprised Marcus Jones getting? I one mean, might say they were improving on yeah. defense. Yeah, they, you say that. <laughs> we'll talk about that on Tuesday. Uh, Marcus Jones, what were you about to say? Uh, I just Jones? you know I just was a little surprised to to see him out there a little more. I mean it feels like he's getting. I mean I don't know what the snaps were, well, but I, I think they, I, they, they there was no Jonathan Jones. Yeah, you needed right. another guy. No Wade, yeah. You know, know. you needed another guy. And, uh, uh, like, Marcus Jones hasn't played a ton of snaps so far defensively. But with with no Jonathan Jones, you needed someone to give him at least something. Yeah, just right there in his pocket. This is a great catch. And I know he doesn't quite get inbounds um, when he he lands on that. But that's, I mean, great coverage again. And I'm not, like, it's not all about the takeaway for me as much as it is the play. Like, it's, it's not just getting turnovers when the other team throws the ball to you. You know, it's about being in position to take the ball away, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the Patriots have done that more this year than they have in years past. Like, they've taken the ball away as opposed to having it given to them. Uh, yeah, although yeah, they, <laughs> they, two they, of the they, picks today, they gave, gave it to them. Yeah, I mean. You know? I, I, I mean, I, those were, those were yeah, getting see, hit when I, you throw. I would, yeah, I would say one of them. I would say Duggars was thrown to him. Yeah. You know, he had all day to throw it. He threw it late. He threw it short. He, he could have made a better throw. The other one that Mills got was based off the hit. I think that, that – was it Wise? Uh, I think it was. I yeah, think it was either Wise or Wise Judon hit him, maybe but I mean – Maybe Judon. That ball um, still hung up there is what yeah, I'm saying. But yeah. that's why, because right. the Patriots forced a bad throw. Um, and, you know, I, I think like the, the Jack Jones pick from against Detroit, you know, that's not because the other team just stunk and, and screwed up. You know, you went out and took the ball away. So I think the Patriots' defense – you know, Fred and I had a uh, had a nice go around on it on Thursday. I'm sure he'll be uh, peacocking he's around already, on Tuesday. He's peacocking <laughs> on the, the text message. No, I know. <laughs> I already I already smacked at him. Um, but this two weeks in a row, the, the Patriots defense has responded to the two terrible weeks they had in, against Green Bay and Baltimore. Yep. Uh, yeah, certainly have. Um, and 
the only thing you worry about now is are they just kind of feasting on these bad teams? Because that's something that they've done in the past. I think yep. that's something they did last year, yep. and it led to this kind of false sense of, wow, look how hot they are. Look, no one can stop this team. Um, this uh, this has that potential, but you know we, we are going to see some interesting games coming up here. The Bears, I think, are another bad team to feast on. After that, I don't know if the Jets are going to be 5-2 and two at that point by the, by the time they play them. They might be. Um, and you got real good teams like Buffalo coming up uh, in the in the rest of the schedule, which I think gets a lot tougher uh, once you get out of this uh, this Jets part. But the Jets could be tough too. Uh, um, so you know, I just I sort of wonder, like three and three, it's not a, a amazing win streak or anything, but it's certainly one that people are going to be paying attention to. I think you're going to see the Patriots go up in a lot of those power rankings this week. Sure, I mean, and, and, and somehow probably the Jets too. So I mean, you Definitely, got yeah. you know some surprising performances here from from the Jets, and I mean they're coming up on the schedule too. So. Um, yeah, it's just it's hard to make sense of it all right now in my head because there's just so many teams that are up and down right now, and there's not a lot of rhyme or reason in the NFL. It doesn't feel like, you know, every Sunday that the the power structure seems to shift a little bit. But Patriots have bought themselves another week. They're in the mix. They're three and three, um, and they've got a chance to build on that next week for going into Chicago. All right, let's take a break here. But before we do, we want to thank Cyber Reason, the presenters of the Patriots post game show. Great defenders don't just play in the field; they're also protecting your company and your data. Cyber Reason on a mission to end ransomware and keep your business undefeated against cyber attacks. Learn more at cyberreason.com/ransom. The phone number eight five five Pats five hundred. We'll get to your phone calls right after this. Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless shaving in one efficient stroke. Defending against cyber attacks requires seeing in the dark, understanding and ending every threat to your organization on computers, mobile, and the cloud. It takes cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere. Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless shaving in one efficient stroke. Defending against cyber attacks requires seeing in the dark, understanding and ending every threat to your organization on computers, mobile, and the cloud. It takes cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. Wow, you said that to me. At least I was kind to him. I'm like, I can't. I have no poker face. That's a t- I have no that's- poker face. No. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Christian Arcan. 
All right, it's post-game presented by Cyber Reason Patriots with a big win over the Cleveland Browns. Another uh, comfortable win for your New England Patriots. We'll get to your phone calls at 855-PATS-500 uh, in just a moment. But at 3-3 three and three now, the Patriots are uh, still looking up at a lot of teams. But that's a respectable for a team on their third-string quarterback, a very respectable record to have right now, especially with Chicago coming. I mean, this could be a team that's over 500 and still potentially uh, you know, in the cellar of their division. Is it the third string quarterback, or is or it the starter? Is it the first string now because he's so good. No, that's right. He played we joke really now. well. We joke now, but now we're kind of making not, fun of ourselves. Listen, I think. I'm, I'm making fun of myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. I, I'm, I'm, you know, not, I'm not like trying to be like this like condescending. <laughs> jerk like oh now we can talk about it well, because i do yeah, yeah, right, right, worthy right, of discussion right. now well, like no no I'll, I'll gladly say i was a week late to the party the way he right. played today there's nothing wrong with that yeah well, there's, a, there's a conversation and, to be had and the team's in a good position i mean i think for you know for us paul because <laughs> we i feel like we've been pretty similar maybe not so much me as you but i think we both have been pretty even keeled about Mac Jones and what he's good at and what he hasn't yet shown us. And, you know, we, we've been patient with him and, you know, it's, it's not like I have a horse in the race where I'm dying to prove that Mac Jones is the guy exactly. or I'm dying to prove that Bailey Zappi's the guy. I just want a guy. And that's the best way to be like, you're not tied to anybody. So you don't have like the innate bias. Like when it first happened, the first go around, I loved Drew. I, I was coming off of being the season ticket holder guy and, mm-hmm. The whole reason why I was a season ticket holder in the first place is when they drafted Drew. That's when, I, that's when I got season tickets. Yeah. So I did feel like, well, this is that's my guy. He's not good. But I wasn't stubborn about it. When I saw the new guy was playing better than the old guy, I switched. <laughs> and this time I think it'll be easier to do that because I don't think the old guy was playing all that well. I think the old guy's okay. The new guy is okay. It's, that's we'll what's see. Hard. That's what's hard about it. They're both. We'll see okay. what happens. But <laughs> if he right. plays more, if he plays more like he did today on a regular basis, that's more than okay. Yeah, he yeah. was good in that game today. Uh, I am a slave for the hot hand. So uh, right now, Bailey Zappi's got it. I say you keep going to it. Let's go to the phones here. See what the uh, hot hand is on the phones. We'll begin with Pat, who is in Agawam. He leads us off. Hello, Pat. Hey, uh, did anybody check on Hardy after Polk missed that 45 yards? <laughs> I know. We couldn't put him on the good list this week. <laughs> uh, very so, upsetting. Um, go ahead, Pat. I just want to go on a little diatribe and then just ask you guys a, 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 a broad season question. So one thing's apparent to me, uh, Belichick has not left any zip on his fastball as far as game planning and coaching goes. Um, penalties aside, I think, you know, I think you could say that this, you know, the whole offensive play calling is, is starting to hit a little bit of a stride, and it's it's nice to see. You know, I know that that was one of the big skepticisms coming into the season. But, um, and you guys were touching on us earlier, too. I mean, the AFC, aside from the two teams that are playing right now, it's, it's wide open. I mean, this team can be a playoff team. and be, <laughs> But if there are two teams at the top, game. it's not wide open then. Right. But you know what I mean, Paul. I mean, like there's there, there's playoff spots to be had. Well, yeah. They want it, you know? They had one of them last year. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, the Patriots yeah, can make the playoffs. I, I think this team. I think this team has a little bit more talent. Uh, I really. I mean, this rookie class looks. It looks great. They needed uh, to I overturn think. the roster. It was a, a badly needed in, injection of youth and athleticism. I think they've taken a step toward that. 
Absolutely, Pat. Absolutely. All right, let's try Brandon, who is in Atlanta. Hi, Brandon. Brandon. Hello. Yo. Hey. Hey. Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, I, I had a statement to make, mostly a statement to make, but a, a question also at the end. So, um, yeah, I mean, the defense looks really good, like close to great. Uh, I did have to take into consideration what you were saying, which I was saying uh, right before you went to break about how could it just be that we're feasting on bad teams? Obviously, the test will come. You know, we got Jamar Chase. We got Jeff- Justin Jefferson on the schedule. And then, of course, the real test is can we at least make Buffalo punt? <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Can they get can they get that uh, done one time? It's, it's a shame that they don't play him until so late into the season, Brandon, because I want an answer to that question, too. <laughs> exactly, because the next time we make the Bills punt will be the first time we make the Bills punt since that win game. So that's the real test, but... Um, I'm all for Matt getting his job back when he's healthy. Um, I mean, barely Zappy does look good, but I mean, you, 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 the 15th, oh no, yeah, 15th pink or whatever he was in the draft. I'm like, yeah, I don't see the, them just, you know, cutting him or cutting, you know, shit with him. But I would uh, ask, and my question is, like, how short do y'all think the leash is going to be when he comes back and if he's given his job back? I, I think it's a great question. I, yeah. I, I don't really have any idea what to expect, um, how Bill Belichick will will play this. I really don't. I, 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 like I'm, wow. just, I'm watching Red Zone, and, <laughs> and the poor Bills just got screwed. They had a third down stop overturned by a questionable holding call, and then they gave up a touchdown on the next play. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really have any idea how Bill Belichick is going to attack this. I don't know how he's thinking about it. You know, is the the Mike Lombardi comments from two or three weeks ago, three I guess three weeks ago at this point, is that sort of a peek into the window of how Bill Belichick is thinking about this? And he thinks the quarterback was being reckless and costing him plays and potentially games. And if so, is he looking at what the quarterback play he's getting now where there really haven't been a lot of plays where the ball's been put in harm's way? Yes, he has three turnovers in three games, but two of those are fumbles off of – uh, you know, hits that. Yeah, getting sacked. You know, you, you know, I, and, and I'm not saying that those are forgivable because they're not, but they're they're more forgivable than throwing the ball up for grabs, which he has not really done. Yeah, the interception that he threw last week had nothing to do with him, and he hasn't put the ball up in harm's way. And maybe Bill looks at that and says, "I can win with that." Yeah, and I, I think my question is just how much of this year was we have to push the ball down the field? We have to take some chances to get an explosive offense and, you know, to be able to make those chunk plays. So, you know, it's – do they take any responsibility for some of Max interceptions for his over-aggressiveness because that's what they were telling him to do? Uh, so I think it's part of the conversation. And I also think there's so much going on in practice and behind the scenes that only the coaches know for sure that, all right, this is what we can do with Mac and this is what we can do with Zappi. Maybe it's the same thing. I mean, maybe it's not all that far off. It wouldn't surprise me. But also maybe it's – there's a lot of stuff we've been working on with Mac and building up to this over the year that that has t- taken a way back burner to what we'd like to be doing right now with Zappy. We don't right. know those things, but you're right. It's it's a really really interesting. I just don't know how Bill's. You know, it, it's hard for me to make a prediction because I don't know if Bill is seriously thinking this guy's playing at a better level than the other guy was. I don't know if he's thinking that or if he's just saying, you know, we've caught a couple teams at the right time. Um, you know, that's just you, you. You can't ignore the fact that you played. You know, Miami, Baltimore, and Green Bay on the road uh, as opposed to the Jets and the Lions. I mean, the Browns, Browns and the Lions. Browns and Lions, yeah. Like, you can't just ignore that as a non-factor. However, it is what it is. Yeah. He played well. 
and he played better than the guy that was playing. That's true. Um, uh, if you want to email the show, you can do that at webradiopatriots.com. Uh, there was uh, Efren who wanted to say the coaching vindication tour needs to be put on hold since Patriots had all these penalties today. Patriots had a sloppy game, and when is Bailey Zappi going to be given serious consideration for the starting job? Expert after expert contend that starting Zappi is a step backward. I refer to Bailey Zappi stats compared to Mac Jones. Nothing wrong with going with the hot hand. Again, you know me and how I feel about the hot hand. Uh, the coaching vindication tour, how's that feeling today? I feel even with the penalties, they got to be pretty high on themselves. So I'm a lot this, higher uh, on, the, on the, the, the structure of the offense today than I was last week. I yeah. think that third and one sequence yeah. that I talked about at the top I thought was really impressive. Yep. Matty, all right. Matty P dialing it up. Yeah. Yeah, Matty P. I mean, Matty um, P is looking, looking all right right now. Uh, looking like he's going to have... Uh, some uh, some blowing to do later on this year. <laughs> Let's try Eric, who is in New Jersey at eight five five Pats five hundred. Hi, Eric. Hey guys, uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna spit a bunch of a uh, few things down. If you guys take what you want, um, but uh, yeah, Deuce, I called in early on the on the post on the the pregame show just to talk about Zappy. Um, like I said, I think it was you know no guy has a job. Let the best let the best guy have let the best guy have it. I have I have no horse. I have no dog in the race. Let the best guy have it. Um, but you know, first and foremost, the um, you have to give you have to give it up to the to the offense, you know, to the offensive staff. I think they were, you know, I think they're they're putting the guys in the right position. Uh, the only thing that I have, the only thing that I have to question is though, again, in the red zone, um, throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage, running the ball, um, yeah. not throwing the ball ahead. Um, that's my only concern, and I'll take that off the line. I thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree, but I think it was. Uh... You know, it was a little bit better, and I think in, in, in spaces with you know the Thornton reverse. But you know, I think some was good, some was no, bad. The Thornton reverse was garbage time. But the the first couple of ones in the red zone, I didn't have like I didn't really have a lot of problems with. I I, I think they run stuff, think, run stuff. I, and I think Bailey Zappi missed missed the wide open Hunter Henry on on the yeah. third down on that, mm-hmm. where he ends up you know the the touchdown gets overturned by the illegal touching. I I thought that play the design there. Like first of all, they're inside the one. Do you have a problem running the ball twice from the one? No. Like, did you think there was any sniff that the worst rush defense in football was going to stop Ramondre no, Stevenson? They did up. not think twice. They up. Yeah. Um, I thought they would run it again. To be honest with you, they went hard play action and got Hunter Henry wide open. Z- Zappy was late and missed them. Yeah. I, d- I d- You know, they ended up having to kick a field goal. Okay. Um, the next time they got down there, they scored. Um, I, th- I think they had the the throw to Thornton, the short the short touchdown throw to Thornton, which I didn't really get a chance to see a replay, but I saw some people on Twitter really complimenting Thornton's um, route on that play. He got he got off the line of scrimmage well and beat the coverage quickly. He was wide open, so he must have done something right. I I don't know. Like just because you run the ball doesn't mean it's the wrong thing to do. Yeah, you know, like. Coming into this game, did anybody think that Ramondre Stevenson wasn't going to have another big game? Well, no, he didn't. Like he had to. He didn't. Yeah. Give Cleveland some credit. Yeah. yeah. They had a problem. Uh, now, in my opinion, my layman's opinion, you know, not watching anything, you know, 17 times, I think they did a lot of work today to try to stop Ramondre Stevenson, and that left them susceptible because every pass play that was completed today wide was open. completed to a wide-open yeah. guy. Yeah. And I, I give a lot of credit for that to Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, and Bill Belichick for their schemes because I think they're scheming guys open and Bailey Zappi for getting the ball where it needed to go. So you didn't – this is the other thing about Zappi now, Mike, that I'm starting to get into this. <laughs> 
because <laughs> where's this guy been? Because for the pregame no, show, it needs to be organic. Totally you yeah. can't push him there. No, it needs because, to be organic. Because if, <laughs> again, I keep saying if things change, if you like, if you change elements of your experiment, mm-hmm. and, and you get a different outcome, mm-hmm. you can't just sit there and say, "Well, no, because what? Well, because well, what? Because I th- that's what I said." You know, and I, I'm going to go take cornered, and and I'm going to stick with it, and I'm going to go down with the ship. No, like, I I think today no way to live. <laughs> I I keep saying, well, yeah, you, if you just have the have Bailey Zappi hand the ball off, and he's running wild, and your defense is well, today he was handing the ball off to uh, Stevenson, and he wasn't running wild. He was held under wraps for the most part, even with the 31-yard touchdown run, which was pretty fluky. And if you take that he, away, he had a lousy day. But even if you yeah. even if you keep that in there, that, that the numbers aren't all that. Yeah, you're you right. know, yeah. like 19 for 76. There's nothing to write home about there. Um, so I thought the offense. There was more of the offense today that was on the shoulders of of Bailey Zappi than last week, right? Definitely. So I can't just ignore that. Like I'm not telling you that I would bench Mac Jones. But I'm telling you, I would think about it now, and I wouldn't even—I wouldn't even have entertained it coming yeah. into the game. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm—I'm I'm with you. I was—I feel like we've been in similar positions. I guess the thing that we just are in similar weird positions for me, is just weird because we almost never are. It's—it's <laughs> it's just weird for me because I feel like they're kind of the same guy. Like I, I don't really see a whole lot of difference between what you know, like great game from Bailey Zappi. Mac Jones last year, great. They're kind of similar. It's hard like, to declare that Mac's better. It, it, I mean, it, yeah, even you know, it is bad. It's like, hard to there's there's that, nothing yeah. with either one that I would give them the nod like, on X. It's like, not like it's you're dealing with the guy. Good decisions. Take him what's there. Think about if Josh Allen was in like his second year. Remember Josh Allen oh, yeah. when he started? Oh, great example. Right? Yeah. Go, go. Great okay? example. It's not like you're dealing with one guy that has this exceptional set of skills that he, he you don't never know if he's, he's just a wild horse. He might hit he might hit the bull with with the 15 yard out. Right? And so you're dealing with him and you're saying well, he's a little erratic, and he's wild, and he's going to make some mistakes. But, my God, look at those physical gifts. Mm. These two guys don't have those physical gifts. Right. Max a little bigger, and I think he has a little bit of a better arm. But not discernibly. Right? No. I don't think his skills wi- – I mean, Evan will disagree with us. That we'll have fun with Evan yeah, this okay. week. Evan thinks that there's no comparison between the skill sets. I don't think that one is all that much greater than the other. I think Mac has a greater skill set, but not, not like. <laughs> but 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 as much as I might give Mac an edge in some little things, like I also might say that Zappy is a little bit more quick in the pocket, and like you know, like he's starting to show a little bit more. He had good presence. He moves around the pocket better than Mac Jones. I does. think you know. I mean, I, and and that's you know, and I do think Mac last year had good awareness in the pocket, but just overall with. Uh, Zappy's athleticism, I think that's that stood out to me a little bit. I, I just I think that's why it's a hard thing for us because you can't really pound the table for either guy at this point in terms of what they like at their best. I, I don't really know. I don't really know who's better. The one difference I'd say that maybe one small separation is Mac Jones was a first round pick, and the reason why he was wasn't because he was really fast or because he had a monster arm. It's because he's a smart, good decision maker, right? Yeah. Do you think Bailey Zappi's that much worse at decision making? How do you rank decision making? Yeah. Like right. he's a first round decision maker, he's a fourth round decision right. maker. Well, I'll tell you the difference with those two guys is that one of them played at Alabama and the other one played <laughs> right, at Houston right. Baptist in right. Western <laughs> Kentucky. Yeah, right. And and listen, that's no small thing. Mm. That's yep. part of it. You know? Of course. Do you think Jimmy yep. Garoppolo has a better skill set than some of the first round picks? Well, he wasn't a first round pick. You know why? Because he went to Eastern Illinois. Like that that happens. Sometimes that happens. Now, sometimes guys overcome it. Carson Wentz was the first overall pick coming from one double A. But you, you, in terms of the way they go about 
playing, I think there's a lot of similarities between Mac and, and Bailey Zappi. Uh, let's try Colleen, who is in Houston, Texas, at 855-PATS-500. Hi, Colleen. Hi. Uh, so, I first of all, I hear the caller who said that there were a ton of penalties, but I do think Matt Patricia deserves his flowers. Our offense looked good today, in my opinion. I yeah. agree. Secondly, sure. um, Bailey did look better in the pocket, in my opinion, than Mac Jones. But also, I want to refer back to preseason game three, which I know doesn't matter. Oh, it does. But Mac, Mac looked terrible, and our offense looked terrible. And when my friends asked how I felt about it after, I was like, at least we have a good uh, backup in Bailey Zappi. So I saw oh, his potential that's pretty not where early, I we were going. and I'm. I'm kind of on board with him. So, anyway, uh, zappy fever, but not that much. I know. Let's just have fun with it. All right. Sure. Very good. Thank you, Colleen. I like that. I'm trying. Uh, that's, that could be my T-shirt right now. Like, yeah. Zappy fever, but not too much. Yeah. Like a mild zappy yeah. 24-hour thing. Yeah, you know, you know it clears it's up funny day or two. I thought she was going in, in a different <laughs> direction. I thought she was going to – because I thought that zappy was terrible in that game. Now, not as bad as Mac in the first offense. But Zapp, that was the game that Zappi was running backwards. I didn't think Zappi looked good in any of the preseason Spinning games. around, yeah. and he threw a terrible pick that Bill chewed his ass out for um, afterward. And uh, that was one of those games that I was like, oh, boy. I, I think because we were kind of, like, intrigued by Zappi a little mm -hmm. bit during the practices. Then when the games kind of came, we were like, eh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see what we'll see what he ends up being. I saw the call from Texas. I thought maybe it was the Zappy family member uh, ringing in. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe it was. By the way, I don't know if you guys already knew this, but maybe I learned not. that Bailey Zappy was named after Bailey from Party of Five yeah. today. B B Brady, a uh, uh, Bailey Salinger. <laughs> yeah, Scott uh, Wolf, your purse, your yeah, best yeah, friend. Yeah, my old buddy. Yeah, yeah I, um, I did not realize that. He was named after that character. I think that's uh, that's great. Were you big, were you a big fan of Party Five? I, we I was a little I was, young for Party of Five. Like I liked I, it, I, but I I was I don't know. I, I was liked it. Shows. My girlfriend at the time was into that show, yep. and I and I you watched Dawson's. And it was one of well, I actually liked Dawson's Creek, but I, I I was one of those <laughs> that um, I watched it um, you know under protest, and then like. I spent like four weeks like not admitting that I liked it. But oh, I was yeah. like, "This isn't a bad show." It got it got you to me. You know me. I like a lot yeah, of those when shows. the older brother. What are you got laughing at, Marine Corps? Yeah, shut up, you and your Same nerd thing. stuff. Always saying that I, happened to me with True Blood. Uh, True Blood. Yeah, this really is, bad like show. But I started watching it. And I just now I, I couldn't. Get, I watched every single these episode. These teams just continue to just yeah. like treat field goals like they're like the plague. I I just don't understand it. What was it fourth down? They go for it but yeah, from Buffalo. like the four. <laughs> like, I, I just don't understand why. Why getting within a point in a game in the second quarter is a bad thing, you know? And Cleveland did the same thing today. I don't understand why taking the lead in the, th in the second quarter is a bad thing. I just should have had that. Geez, I just don't happened? get it. Yeah. What happened? He threw it behind a little bit. Bad throw. I think it got tipped at the okay. line. But right. uh -huh. um, yeah, Josh Allen would never miss volleyball. a throw like that. Never. Oh no! <laughs> if that's the the throws that he occasionally gets wild with, yeah. you know, that's why I, that's why I was talking. I wasn't talking about comparing. The oh quarterback. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm no, going back before Allen I know, established I got, himself. You know, and he I was got wild. your point 100. Where yeah. you would at least see a total difference between here's a guy kind of average but good decisions and isn't going to kill you and can pop up out of play action and deliver the throw. Whereas this other guy, man, if we could just get him under control, right. he could be special. And when he gets in trouble, even now, Josh Allen, it's his accuracy. Whoa, you okay over there? I don't know. His <laughs> accuracy kind of leaves him, at, you know, at yeah. times. And I don't know. Maybe this was just a bad throw behind him. I thought I, I thought the ball got deflected um, the first time. But I just, you know, this analytic stuff, and 
I am not <laughs> anti-analytics. I am all for teams going for it on fourth down, passing up punts. I'm all for going for two in unconventional spots. But you have to be smart about it. When you're down, f- like, when you're down 15 and you score to get within nine, why do you intentionally leave it a two-score game in the middle of the fourth quarter? I thought that was so ridiculous. If, it, if you had Patrick Mahomes or a great quarterback and you're going to throw a pass from the two-yard line, Jacoby Brissett was struggling just to complete anything in this game. But and you're, he, gets, like, he gets the touchdown, and then you're going to make him do it again? Like, what are you doing? But nothing changes. <laughs> yeah. if you, like, what, you're still if, two scores down. If, but if you get this, you, you're within seven. You still seven. have to score the other touchdown. You still yeah. have to score a touchdown and convert the extra point. You gain nothing. Seven, eight, you still have to get the extra point. Yes, I understand getting two is harder, which is why I wouldn't have done it <laughs> with, with six and a half minutes left. Yeah, Just kick it, make it an eight-point game, and make the other team have to do something on offense. Instead, you give them the ball back down nine. They don't have to do a thing. Uh, forgive my ignorance, Paul and Mike, but how is that even the analytical right move? I think they look at it as they, they can, they, they can get, you have to get eight and seven. So it doesn't matter, but like, and then you can win it with a touchdown and a field goal. I remember there was a game that I was apoplectic about. But if you miss it, as you said, if you miss it, it's over. I mean, the game. No, I totally agree. There was a game four or five years ago that the Cowboys came back from a huge deficit against the Falcons at home. Um, I would, I, I want to say it was maybe three years ago, and it was one of those typical, um, one of those typical Falcons fourth quarter collapses where they just find a way to lose, Hmm. and it was one of those. Dallas scored to get within nine. They go for two, and they don't get it. And sure enough, they ended up getting a touchdown, getting the onside kick, and kicking a field goal in the last play of the game to win. And all the analytics, yeah, I got blood. Like all the, <laughs> the, the all the nerds come out and they tell you how much you don't understand. And I was like, that, th- like just because that in that particular case it worked doesn't make it right. Like, the, the, and the analytics people should know better than any of us that the result shouldn't dictate the the mindset. The process shouldn't change solely based on the, the end result. Oh, they just showed the replay of that play, and I missed it again in the Buffalo game. I told you, Deuce, you're going to get the whole Bills-Chiefs <laughs> game on red zone. You I'm don't have, have to, to watch it. it. I know. Um, this is a weird game, though, because both offenses have been dominant, but yet it's like 7-3 yeah. with like under under 6 to go in the half. Uh-oh, Joe Tooney. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be one of those games where it's like and, uh, each team scores like 17 in the fourth quarter. Who's the, uh, <laughs> who's the Bills left tackle? Um, Brown, I think he just left. Spencer up. Brown, right? Yes. Yeah, oh wow! Right, right tackle. Right. He just went up the tunnel too. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, I don't. Uh, you have a hard time convincing me in the fourth quarter why it wouldn't be a better idea to make it a one-score game. Um, all right, let's take a break here. Before we do, uh, Pats fans, I'm here to tell you about NFL All Day. With NFL All Day, all your favorite Patriots highlights become digital video collectibles called Moments. Not only can you buy and sell them on a secure marketplace full of thousands of NFL fans, you can also use them to compete in epic game day challenges. Check it out and find some moments from all your favorite Patriots players on NFLAllDay.com. Quick break. We'll get back to more of your phone calls right after this on the post-game show presented by Cyber Reason. Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. 
This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless shaving in one efficient stroke. Defending against cyber attacks requires seeing in the dark, understanding and ending every threat to your organization on computers, mobile, and the cloud. It takes cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere. Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless shaving in one efficient stroke. Defending against cyber attacks requires seeing in the dark, understanding and ending every threat to your organization on computers, mobile, and the cloud. It takes cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. You're smart, TJ. You'll get three essays out of this. Yeah, Yeah, right. There's all content. Absolutely. time I'm at Hardy. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Christian Arcan. All right, we're back here. It is the post-game show presented by Cyber Reason Patriots with a quality victory over the Cleveland Browns, a Cleveland Browns team that uh, you may remember they beat up on last year. Uh, I think coming into this game, I was expecting things to be a little bit different. I was expecting Chubb to be a, a much bigger problem than he was. Um, Jacoby Brissett, Baker Mayfield, maybe six of one, half dozen of the other there at the quarterback position. Uh, but this was much like last year, an easy Patriots victory. They uh, certainly um, dominated in the second half and uh, were able to uh, put this one well out of reach. We got your phone calls here at 855-PATS-500. You can also email into the show. Uh, the email address is, let's read an email real quick. I feel like I've been ignoring the emails. Webradio at Patriots.com. This is uh, John from the Poconos who says, uh, Fire Mac, zappy for seven rings. Uh, hope that we got that out of the way. Awesome game, well-deserved. Hope we can keep it going, especially when everyone is healthy. Stoked for Thornton. Also, great start to hopefully a long career here. The Zappy Mac thing is not going to die down. I mean, I know that they don't want there to be a big quarterback controversy, and I'm not sure how the team's even feeling about this right now. But this thing is going to—I mean, this thing is going to be raging all week long. Oh yeah, and I mean, and there's part of me too that wonders if this is like a good thing for Mac because he's always kind of been in this position where he's never really just been the starter, and you know, since high school. So you know, maybe maybe it pushes Mac a little bit and, and lights a fire under him, but. I just I I'm also curious if people really fell that out of love with Mac that quickly, or if they're just kind of fond of the newness of Zappy now, um, because I don't really feel like there were a lot of people that were anti-Mac even you know through his slow start. Of I the season. said this on Wednesday with with Mike and Tony. I was like, have you guys gotten a lot of calls before Mac got hurt? suggesting that Mac needed to lose his job and and I was surprised they said yeah they had mm-hmm. they had a fair amount of people that weren't convinced that he was the future and we get very few of those 
Now we're getting a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Since Matt got hurt, we're getting a lot of them on our Patriots Unfiltered shows during the week. But I was a little surprised that they had uh, mentioned how many they were getting um, before Matt got hurt. And I guess um, you know that oh. might be the difference between you know regular so radio and Patriots.com. Right, right. That's, you know, that's, yeah, no, that's I'm little, serious. A little bit combustible over there. I can make fun of us, Arcan. You can't make fun. <laughs> okay, I can't make fun of anybody anymore. No, <laughs> you see. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's <laughs> I gotta watch my mouth. <laughs> that's unfortunate. <laughs> um, did you? Uh, Jason McCordy tweeted out a thing about his brother. Did you see this? Uh, no. Uh, the type of brother I have. He FaceTimes me right after the win from in, in the Cleveland from the locker room so I could actually see what it was like to win a game in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> One hell of a guy he is. That's, huh? oh, that's, that's, that's pretty good. That's good making fun of himself. There. That's not I bad. Like that. I like that there. And, uh, yeah, also ripping the uh, Cleveland Browns and that whole organization. And probably the well, city. He was on the Ofer team, right? That's right, he was. Um, let's go back to your phone calls at 855-PATS-500. We'll hear from Bill Belichick in just a moment. First, let's hear from you. Uh, Sean is in Vancouver. Hello, Sean. Hey, Christian. A couple of things. Before this game, the one thing I was certain of was that this would be a game under three hours. No, of course not. You had Stevenson and Chubb running well. You know, you have two teams that don't play well against one, but you got to give the Browns and the Patriots credit for stepping up and and, uh, really playing much better against the run. So that was uh, surprising, but good in in some ways, especially from the Patriots' side. Yeah, the run defense on both sides was good. Go ahead, John. The other thing I wanted to to mention is uh, this, I think, was the worst week the Patriots had in terms of pre-snap penalties. But the the difference was they were able to get over them. They actually got some first downs uh, after being backed up, which is a fine slope. Yeah, agree agree again. Yep. Did they break their uh, season high? Because I know they had eight at the half. Did they get that ninth? Oh, they got twelve. They had twelve. Yeah, they penalties. had a season high. Oh, they high blew of past it. Yeah, and you know, the, the, <laughs> it's to me is a big difference too with the the pre snap ones, and that's that you can't have pre snap ones. And they had a lot. They had, I think they had six of them today. Too mm. many. Yeah, that is too many. Absolutely. Um, let's try uh, Moises, who is in Connecticut. Moises, hello. Hey, hey, Deuce. What's Yo. going on? Hey. Hey, guess what? I like your comment saying three and three. What about four and three when we beat the Bears next Monday night? I like it better. Yeah. Let's go. How about this? A great team win, but guess what? We got to stop making stupid uh, mistakes and penalties. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I'm with you, Moises. Yeah. I do think they need to stop doing that. 12 penalties for 92 yards in this game against the Cleveland Browns team, who wasn't particularly disciplined either, I didn't think, um, is uh, is a trend and one that you can get away with. I think in Cleveland you can get away with, uh, you know, against the Lions and some of the other teams that they've, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers and those teams. You play the good teams. I mean, you can't you can't have half that many uh, penalties. You can't give away half that many yards. I just – how do you have four false starts? Like, I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just like – I'm trying to find like a common thread with these penalties, or like you know why why the team seems to like keep making these kind of stupid pre-snap penalties. And I mean, granted, it's probably a handful of suspects that are kind of doing it over and over. But they got to get rid of that stuff. That's just yeah. it was widespread. Like drive you crazy. It was widespread. Today. Yeah, yeah. Trent um, Brown had two. Isaiah yeah. win. I thought the tackle struggle Myers. today. Uh, I thought Trent Brown had some problems today too. Not as glaring, but. You know, the the false starts, and he's been teetering with those. I bring those up because I think he's gotten away with at least one in each of the last couple oh, yeah. of games. Absolutely. Today he didn't get away with it. Um, so they, they have to clean some of that stuff up. You can't consistently operate first and 15, first and 20. they got to clean some of that up. The ones where the guy steps too quick and, like, no one else moves 
and then no one else moves for like three more seconds because they're like, that did was, he really yeah. just do that? Like that was an egregious. One he must. Today. It must have been like way off with that. <laughs> no one, no one uh, moved the muscle. After I mean, that. some of the ones they didn't even call though. The Paul's talking about where it's like all of a sudden you see giant six eight Trent Brown yeah. like shooting out of his stance and like this giant leg kicking back and like the snap goes off and you're like, how is that not a false start? So like, I hope no one saw that. <laughs> it's a giant this man. Giant man doing it's like that. when you're you know when you're playing hide and seek and you're like hiding. And you're, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. He's behind the tree. And like, behind the tree. Ah, uh, Trent. I think I see you there, buddy. Can't see me. Um, Eric is out in San Francisco. Eric, hello. Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, Eric, um, I don't think it's yet a, a QB controversy, but I will say this: I think that Zappy, the calm and poise that he shows uh, during these games when he was plucked in in Green Bay, and then even at Detroit at that time with you know a powerful offense, seemingly, and then Cleveland, their D line is no joke. I just think that he has shown a lot of poise. Uh, gone through his reads, makes the throws, and manages you know the situation very well. And Paul, you, you and I have been watching football for about the same amount of time. And, and I remember when Charlie Weiss was interviewed about what else the Bledsoe Brady debate. Why keep Brady in when Bledsoe was ready to come back? Why play Brady in the Super Bowl? And Charlie was very candid and said because Brady will follow the game plan. And he'll execute the game plan, which in Patriots parlance is, you know, move the chain, take what the defense gives you. And he said, you know, Brady would do that and not try to play hero ball, you know, and pat the ball and get happy feet. Um, and I think what I'm seeing from Zappi is a guy that's just, you know, the coaching staff is telling you, here's what you need to do. And he's doing it. Um, and so while it's not a QB controversy yet, I could see where it could become one. And then one last thing, Paul. I don't know if you ever been out in San Francisco to see a game. They don't play out here very often, uh, unfortunately. But it's ironic to me that one of the best Boston bars in San Francisco is called the Buccaneer. <laughs> oh, ouch! What are the odds of that? Interesting. Change it. I was not. I uh, was not aware of that. <laughs> uh, Didn't know they had. I knew they had some in like L.A. I didn't know oh, they're all in San over. Francisco. Um, I was just gonna say, like, I I agree every, I, with everything Eric said there, but I just, I just, again, I think it's funny that everything you described about Zappy, you could have said the exact same thing about Mac last year. Like, that's exactly how people would have described Mac last year, but right. somehow we got off that that track now. Right. And the bottom line is, Brady kept the job over Bledsoe because he was playing better than Bledsoe. Like all of these other things aside, if he wasn't playing as well, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have won the job. He played better, and I think. You could start to have a conversation. Is what Zappy is doing helping you or not? Is it helping you play better? Are you moving the ball more effectively? I think you moved the ball more effectively and scored more points today than you have in the other games. And I'm not talking about the 38 because I know you have four turnovers that greatly enhances that total. I'm talking about before the game, you know, is out of hand. I thought you moved the ball well and, and put points on the board. I just think, again, the question for me just comes back to does anyone get us to that next level to either one of these guys does it really matter different, you know different argument does but that I, I, like I that's that's like you. you know like it's fine and you know i don't want to make a decision just to make a decision because you drafted mac in the first round or whatever but like at the same time the way we're describing these guys are both game managers who are gonna you know not make the mistake and do what the coaches tell them and that's all fine but like if you really want to get back into the playoffs and compete with teams like we're watching play right now buffalo kansas city you're going to need better play than I think we've seen out of Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones to this point in their careers. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you there. Uh, 855-PATS-500, that's your phone number. Let's try Chad, who was in L.A. Hey, Chad. Hey, guys, how you doing? What's up? Yo. 
Um, I am curious about why you think that they are so similar, and I'm, I'm wondering if it's because of the turnovers. It's because they look alike. Uh, That's why it is for me, Chad. It's because the two of them look very similar What are we talking about? You're talking about Mac and and, uh, Zappy, right? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I think they look alike. I think they look like cousins or something. Their skill sets are similar. Neither one of them has a a real NFL arm. Uh, Neither one of them has much mobility. Neither one of them is very big. And they both uh, thought that their best attribute is their minds, their, their ability to process. I think there's a lot of similarities to the way they play. Complete a lot of passes, but I think, but I think Zappy today played better than any game that Mac Jones has played this year. Mm. So, if if you were making the decision, what would you pick for next week? Is Mac healthy? Let's say yes. Then I would go with Mac Jones. Douche. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. Well, wait a minute. Come back at me. Hold on, Chad. I'm here. Yeah, it it doesn't mean that like Paul's not done with you. It's like a (laughs) non like it's a non. Starter, like uh, not, it's it's not worth a discussion. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I, I, I mean, think that I, Mac I, Jones I, is the guy that you prepared to start, and he's the guy you went into your with your offense with. I think he has more at his disposal. But if they don't think that he's playing well enough to play, that's different. It, it's, Doesn't it feel like there's a little bit of a rhythm there going on with? Yes, him? I mean, yeah, the, it does. Hundred percent going upwards, not downward. So why would you break that? Like if right. you're if you're gambling at blackjack, you always you know, keep betting until you lose, right? Right. Uh, and, and, and then I, I keep betting after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I would just say that you also, too, need to be aware that Mac Jones is going to want to play, and he still might not be 100% success, 100% healthy. And so, you know, you have to be careful about what you ask of him because if you put him in there, he's not 100% healthy, and he doesn't play that well, but that's because he's not quite 100%. Now we're getting into a whole other thing where Matt comes back, plays doesn't play well. Now you've got another like set of examples right. to deal with versus Zappy. So it's a it's a it's a fascinating thing. We'll be talking about it all week. I I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm leaning right now. Stay the course until you know Mac is healthy and ready to go. Well, and, that's why I said, know. is he healthy? Yeah. Like but, I, but, he, but I'm it's not rushing a, him. I'm not rushing him back the way this kid played I know, today. I know. And but that's like you know Tell the you conversation that. is the doctors say, okay, we can clear him medically. Well, how does he feel? Well, he's probably about. 85, 90% probably. Right. Really? All right, Mac, how do you feel? Well, I'm about 85, 90%. All right. You know, are you ready to go out there and, and, and beat a team and not, you know, get re-injured and turn the ball over and, you know, all those things that could possibly happen when he gets out there that would all of a sudden say, he didn't do that. You know, I mean, you're, you're, that's what you're into right now. And I, I think they have to be mindful of the position that they put Mac in because I know he's ready to go and he probably wants to play even okay. if like 60. I know that too, but also think about this. Mac Jones, for all the bluster about wanting to play, when there was that whole thing with the surgery where the team wanted him to have surgery and he didn't, and they said, if you have the surgery, you can be back in a month, and he said, well, I'm just going to rehab, and they were saying like six to eight weeks was the estimated time there. I'm not saying he's on the six to eight week plan right now, but, you know, like I wonder if maybe that's something that's going to come back up. Well, sure. you know, if you'd had the surgery four or not. Four weeks, IR, four right. weeks, this is four well, games. And I, I mean, think this is, yeah, this is yeah. where you could you could start to, to talk about that because I think if he doesn't, if he's not ready to play, if he's not cleared to play, because um, then you wouldn't have had to be a tough guy. You just you get the surgery and you're back and you're right. ready to go. You yeah, know you don't have right. to tr- try and tough it out. Uh, and unfortunately, just you know, continuing to watch Red Zone of that Kansas City <laughs> Buffalo game. Uh, you know, you get the game of the week. You know, and probably the game of the year in the AFC. And what do we get? Nine three. Awful lot of s- uh, screen time for the the officials. They mm. call it a penalty on every oh. freaking play. They just call Juju Smith Schuster for unsportsmanlike conduct for sort of mocking the the. Bill's sideline giving a first down call. 
Um, it's just like, do we have to have every play have a penalty? Like the Bills just forced a three and out, third down play. They call a ticky-tack holding call uh, away from the ball. The next play, the Chiefs complete a pass for a first down. They call it back for a ticky-tack unsportsmanlike conduct. Like no one wants to see the referee. Just get out of the way and let these two teams play. It's like you, very frustrating. You, like you just rattled off the last six plays in a game that's being interspersed with two other games. I told yeah. you Scott Hansen's job is not that difficult. I've told you that many His name times. Is Paul the gamebook Perillo over here. Just because I'm not smooth like <laughs> announcer boy coming in and out of breaks doesn't mean I can't keep An track of man. different Nine. things. Well, I can't really do either of those things. What I can do, though, is tell you that we got Bill Belichick, head coach, coming off of a win where he tied George Hallis and got a nice uh, win on the road against Cleveland. Here's Bill. Well, good, uh, good team win for us here on the road. Um, you know, a lot of, got a lot of contributions from uh, everybody, you know, offense, defense, special teams, um, played some complimentary football where we were able to, you know, make plays on defense or in the kicking game and then convert those on offense. So, um, you know, that was good. You know, players really competed hard. Um, obviously, we had a hard time with Garrett. Um, he's and he's tough. Um, and then, you know, the penalties in the first half offensively put us put us in some long guarded situations. And even in the third quarter, um, put us in some long guarded situations that we gotta gotta try to avoid. But um, in the end, you know, good good complimentary football. Got some turnovers. Um, we're able to. And make some plays in the kicking game, and, and uh, another I don't know five or six fourth down plays, two point conversion. So seems like that's a becoming a theme here. Um, defensively, we've got to be ready to, to tackle those. But um, you know, got some contributions from some of our younger players here today. Um, you know, Strong Harris got a chance to play. Thornton, you know, made a couple of big plays for us. Obviously, you know, Strange been been doing that for us all year. You know, Zappy. You know, hung in there. Um, so, good, good team win, and, and uh, big, big week coming up here. But um, good to come in at Cleveland and win. Bill, Take what that. You know, you you can't win games in this league without good players. So I've been very fortunate to have um, coached a lot of great players and, and have a lot of a lot of great coaches uh, on my staff through the years. So. A lot of those guys have gone on to, you know, have tremendous careers, um, and and the players obviously we have, you know, many of them are Patriots Hall of Fame, NFL Hall of Fame, or or are going to be. Um, so it's really winning games in this league is about having good players, and uh, I've been very fortunate to have a lot of them. Um, had them at New York, had them at Cleveland, had them here. So. Um, Coach, normal procedure for a team to head to the buses after the game. I saw a couple of guys that went out to the field as they're boarding the buses. I said, was, was there a suggestion? Was there any meaning behind that, and if true? Yeah, yeah, thanks, Scott. Um, yeah, so, no, I told them after the game, you know, how, uh, I mean, look, we have, as, as we know, our players are very active in uh, social justice and inequality and things like that. And, uh, you know, I told them how important the five of those names are. I mean, they're all great players up there and great people up there. I'm not saying that, but there's five that to me really, you know, just absolutely stand out uh, in the Mount Rushmore of, of this conversation. Um, Paul Brown for reintegrating the NFL when he came into the NFL from the All-American Conference with Bill Willis and Mary Motley 
so those three, and then of course Ozzie Newsom, one of the first black players at Alabama, one of the great ones, uh, great player, great general manager, um, great person, uh, and then of course the the great Jim Brown, um, who you know kind of stands above everyone in terms of what he's done for equality, what he stands for, what he was a football player, what he is a man. Um, so, you know, Paul Brown took a lot of took took a lot of courage to do what he did. Took a lot of courage to do what what Willis and Motley did. Took a lot of courage to do what Ozzie did. Took a lot of courage Jim Brown to do what he did. So, uh, I told him I thought that they should go out there and just, you know, just think for a minute about what some of the sacrifices that those guys made, not just on the field, not just as players, uh, but as people and for and for what they stood for. So, thank you. Thanks for the question, Scott. Scott. It's good to win. Yeah, it's good to win every week, Tony. Every week, so it's great to win every week. Today is a win, so happy. Happy last week when we beat Detroit. It's hard to win in this league. Yeah, Browns have a great running game. Um, I mean, as I've talked about all week, they're very well coached, extremely well coached, as good as anybody we see. Um, outstanding offensive line. And obviously, Betonio is a go-to guy there, but you know, all five of those guys are good. The tight ends are good. And, and Chubb is just, uh, I mean, he, he's a heck of a back. Um, you know, and so are the other two guys, you know, or, I mean, Hunt. But, I mean, Chubb is, you know, Chubb is as good as we see, so. Again, give the players credit. There's no one guy that can stop that. That's everybody doing their job, defeating blocks, tackling, pursuing the ball, um, just being being disciplined and being sound because Chubb's got very good vision and finds openings. And uh, you know, he he hit us on a couple, you know, in the second half where he you know squirted through for you know a couple of decent runs. But I mean, overall, the the kind of halfway keep him in check. That was a that was a great job by by our defensive coaches and not only the front seven, but we had a couple plays with the secondary had to tackle him and, and keep those seven or eight yard runs from you know going for 50 which you know he has plenty of those so yeah it's a good job by that group thank you uh yeah i mean they, they've been you know used three tight ends did it against us last year uh so last year if you remember on the opening drive they kind of took it right down the field Went no huddle, got into some empty formations out of their big personnel. So uh, that's something that they had hurt us with before. Um, not surprised they, that they came back with it. And, you know, we were in zone, so they could throw it to whoever they wanted to. One week here, you talked about how impressed you were with Bain's intellect and seeing the game. Do you feel that that's kind of helped him the door? Is that right now? Yeah, I mean, again, he, he learns every day, uh, whether it's practice or meetings or game experiences. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, he's a pretty, you know, he has pretty good instincts, but again, there's a lot for him to learn. And, you know, he saw some things today that, um, you know, he learned from and, uh, you know, he was able to take advantage and make a couple plays, um, you know, we had the opportunity. So it was, again, solid performance, you know, not turning the ball over, I mean, other than the strip sack, but, you know, in terms of throwing the ball and not turning the ball over is a, is a good thing. And, um, uh, you know, we just had trouble, obviously, with with Miles Garrett. I mean, that's we tried to double him as much as we could, and uh, you know, he still got us. Bill, on the, uh, the George Hallis, I'm just curious, knowing your appreciation for the history of the 
Yeah, George Hallis, Paul Brown. I probably shouldn't be included with them. That's what I think. They were my idols. They were Coach Hallis was um, again a friend of my dad's, and my dad, you know, had new people on the staff that coached for Coach Hallis, and we coached, uh, he coached Bill Wade at Vanderbilt. So we had a lot of we had a lot of Dow, uh, Chicago Hallis connections, and um, they were always very. When they came to Baltimore, we go to the locker room after the game and stuff like that. They were always very gracious and generous, and you know, let me hang around and stuff like that. So, um, you know, ton of respect for Coach Hallis, the McCaskey family, um, and and what he did for professional football and the way that he and and since we're here, Paul Brown and and others like them, uh, you know, paved the paved the way for us uh, as coaches and paved the way for the National Football League to um, grow to. What it was today, they they laid down a lot of the a lot of the building blocks. Yeah, well, it's, we did a better, we got to do a better job of coaching. Let's start with that. Right. Well, they were in a uh, defense that, that they've used before where they had everybody up on the line of scrimmage to make it look like it was going to be a you know, pressure call. And then on the snap of the ball, they had uh, two or three guys kind of bail out and looked like they lost their, you know, a little bit of gap integrity. I don't know. It was like third and 11, third and 12, whatever it was. Uh, and then when Mondre split it, then, um, you know, he was able to make great run in the secondary and turn a, you know, six, seven yard run into whatever it was, 30 yard touchdown or I don't know, however long it was. So. We kind of got through the line there, and then once once he broke the line of scrimmage, then it was you know it was a great run by Stevenson. Well, how much was it Final question: Where you get capitalized off the turnover, you dug your interception, both field goal, and then you had the Mills interception, touchdown right after that, and even the punt yep. by school or on and on. How on to see? Yeah, awesome. Like that complimentary football is what that's that's what we need to play. We need to do that to win. We need to um, play good defense, play good play good in the kicking game, good good field position, then our offense capitalize on it and offensively. You know. Keep the defense from from being on a short field. Stop turning the ball over. If we can't make it, punt it. Put them on a long field. Give our defense a chance to play defense. Some of the things we didn't do well early in the year, we're doing a better job of now. Hopefully, we can continue to do that. Thanks, Dan. All right, thank you. Thanks a lot. All right, there you go. That was the head coach, Bill Belichick, uh, talking at length about various different topics. Uh, certainly had a lot to say about the Cleveland Browns and their history and some of the uh, you know players from, um, from the history of that organization and the impacts they've made off the football field, which was, uh, which was a bit of a detour there. But one thing that stuck out to me the most, I don't know if you guys share this or whatever, but when talking about the, uh, the quarterbacks, mentioning the turnovers you know that was uh, that was the thing that he went out of his way to mention it's a thing that I think he really cares about there was a turnover in this game Paul and you've pointed it out it's not like Bailey Zappi's been perfect but no, he it, didn't throw a yeah. bad ball he got right. strip sacked from behind I mean that's not that's not really you know what I mean like it's a turnover sure. yes. I like the best defensive the end same. in the game yeah <laughs> right yeah that's not the same as like throwing it to a linebacker that you didn't see yeah, right. for example, yeah. like the one in the or third almost quarter, the, the linebacker in the numbers on the goal line. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. And there's been a few of those uh, yeah. for Mac, and certainly uh, not as many, uh, if any, for uh, for Bailey Zappi. And I think that's something. That one of yeah. the one of the quotes that stood out to me, aside from that other stuff I just mentioned, that was one that I sort of took notice of. I think that's something that uh, Bill likes, is impressed by, and is 
I think, going to keep going to. No question. I mean, it's just the you know the mistakes, and that's I think uh, you know part of the process anyway. You get in the season here, you find yeah. out who you are. You have some games that might be a little sloppy. You don't really tackle as much in training camp, and you know there's certainly some cobwebs to get get worked out before you really hit your stride here. Um, but yeah, I, I I just wonder once Matt gets back, is he going to be playing tight at all worried about making those kind of plays now you know those those are the things that that could certainly oh my gosh josh allen just dropped it what an dime what <laughs> right an unbelievable what oh. an unbelievable drive though they get a, yeah. they get a backed <laughs> up gotta give it the no, they got backed up <laughs> inside their five off the punt they get a false start on the first play they lost a yard on second and ten so they ended up with third and 13 from their own one he makes throws a absolute dart over the middle to get the first down Three passes later, they're in field goal range, and then they cap off the day. And this is all in the last minute of the half. I, you know, I, I was all ready to tell you that Buffalo's going to end up the first half with like 300 yards of offense and three points. And they're gonna, points. now they're going to end up like with, 340 with 10 points. 340 and 10 <laughs> it's now. Two, uh, they have 281 yards of offense in the first half. Um, uh, and, yeah. and that was their first touchdown. Well, partly because, you know, I don't know if you know, Deuce, but you're not allowed to kick field goals in Ever. the NFL no, anymore. No. So instead of leading 13-7, to 7, you're only up 10-7. to 7. Good for you. All right. Congrats. We'll uh, take a quick break here. We'll come back, get more of your phone calls at 855-PATS-500. This is Patriots postgame. Uh, back after this. Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless shaving in one efficient stroke. Defending against cyber attacks requires seeing in the dark, understanding and ending every threat to your organization on computers, mobile, and the cloud. It takes cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere. Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless shaving in one efficient stroke. Defending against cyber attacks requires seeing in the dark, understanding and ending every threat to your organization on computers, mobile, and the cloud. It takes cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. I think every game he should dress as a different flavor of Kool-Aid. <laughs> oh, yeah. He should be like grape, orange, you know. <laughs> Crash, bang, 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 boom. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Christian Arcan. 
All right, this is Patriots Post Game Show presented by Cyber Reason. I'm Christian Arcand alongside uh, Mike Dussault and Paul Perillo. Patriots with a big win over the Cleveland Browns. Zappy Fever has turned into uh, a pandemic at this point as he had a, a very, very nice game. And uh, we have him now from the podium. Here's the quarterback, Bailey Zappy. Bailey Zappy. Well, you know what? I can hold on. I can tell you. I can... Oh, there yeah, it feels good to win no matter what, honestly. Uh, it was a great team win today. Played good in all three phases. Um, offense played well. Um, of course, there's some things that we can continue to clean up moving on to the weeks, but it was a great great win for us, that's for sure. How good do you feel out there as the game went on? You had, a couple, you had that strip sack. It seemed like you recovered nicely from that. Uh, how good did you feel as the game went on today? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just staying, you know, at the task at hand or, you know, um, staying with the game plan, not getting outside the game plan. And, um, you know, we did a phenomenal job. O-line played well, receivers played well, tight ends played well, running backs ran. I mean, we just had a really good offensive day today. And, um, you know, it's celebrate today and then on to the, the Bears. What, what happened after that one sequence? After It looked like your arm was actually going forward on the strip sack. I think it's debatable. But then it was, it was three air throws in there. Then you really settled down after that, got into the game, got back in rhythm. What got you back into rhythm offensively? Uh, what, what adjustments you guys made? Yeah, I think that's just – um, props to my teammates, my coaches, you know, calming me down, telling me, you know, stay, it's playing football. I mean, that's the biggest thing. You're just playing football on Sunday and um, just stay at the task at hand, do your job, and that's really about it. You uh, spread the ball around with uh, a bunch of targets. Mm -hmm. uh, how much did you feel like that was a key part of your success offensively? I think it was a big key. Um, like we said, you know, for the past few weeks, we have a really good receiving core. We have a really good tight end group. Um, we have a bunch of guys that can get open, a bunch of guys that can run routes, catch the ball, and do things after they catch the ball. And we showed that today. And, um, you know, it was a good day for those guys and good day for the O-line, running backs. Um, so it was a great team win. I mean, that's when... I mean, that's winning football for us, you know, playing complimentary football. When defense is playing good and they get a stop, it's up to us as offense to take advantage of it. And, you know, today we played good in all three phases. And it was, you know, it was amazing to see that. And it was a great team win. Bailey, have you allowed yourself to step back and just sort of, like, take stock of what's happened here? I mean, three games to start the season, you're not even on the game day roster. Next thing you know, you're playing unexpectedly four and now starting yeah, um, to be quite honest with you, I'm just, you know, taking advantage of, you know, my opportunity and at practice and wherever it is and, you know, taking it week by week. And once we come back tomorrow, I'll watch the film tomorrow of this game, and then it's really on to the Bears. Bailey, what do you feel has enabled you to look and feel more comfortable here in the last two games? Um, definitely my teammates and my coaches. Um, they did a, you know, they've definitely supported me, um, helped me a lot, ask, you know, answering my questions that I've had on the sidelines, uh, keep me calm when on the field as far as teammates. And, you know, when you have guys like we have on the offensive side, it's, you know, it's very easy. In these last two games, whether it be personally or collectively as a team, how has it exceeded your expectations? Um, I think, you know, we've definitely made some strides. Of course, there's some things that, we can fix up, uh, you know, fix on the offense. I'm sure defense has things that they want to fix up, special teams. Um, personally, there's some things that I need to clean up. 
um, you know, that's, that's the great thing about football. You always got next week and always got practice to clean those things up. Final question, guys. Final question. Similar to the first question you had uh, after the Packers game, I think you said you had to ask some of your linemen or teammates to calm you down and remind you that it's just football. Do you think you still needed any of that the last couple of weeks? With yourself getting much more. Oh yeah, I mean we always talk more on the field. That's always nice to hear from those guys. Um, you know, but like kind of like you said, I mean we're just playing football out there. It's what we've been playing since we were five years old. So um, you know, it's fun to play with those guys. Thank you. All right, Bailey Zappi brought to you by NFL All Day. With NFL All Day, all your favorite Patriots highlights become digital video collectibles called Moments. Not only can you buy and sell them on a secure marketplace full of thousands of NFL fans, you can also use them to compete in epic game day challenges. Check it out and find some moments from all your favorite Pats players at NFLAllDay.com. And Bill Belichick was brought to you by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Great memories are made in Massachusetts, no matter how you choose to make them. Indoors, outdoors, scenic views, city vibes, solo or family style, whatever moves you whatever the season plan your perfect massachusetts getaway at visit ma.com any uh groundbreaking takeaways from bailey zappi and what he had to say <laughs> no i just sorry kansas city just tied it up at the half <laughs> somehow they, they managed to get there was like 15 seconds left and they still managed to get yep, a 62 field yard goal. field goal no problem and for the blah no. police they buffalo squibbed the kick which everybody said was the right. reason why they they lost in the playoffs last year they squibbed the kick made them take time off the clock on the return, gave him to the ball at the 28 instead of the 25, and they still allowed a field goal. Analytics are ruining these teams. <laughs> I mean, really, they're ruining these teams. Oh, we're overthinking it. It's uh, unbelievable. But, uh, no, I mean, you know, Zappy saying all the right things, you know, doing what he has to do, pa- passing credit around, saying he's got yeah. stuff to work on, all that stuff. Uh, you know, I, we'll, we'll see what happens next week. Complimentary but, uh, football. Complimentary football. Mm-hmm. Got to clean up the My mistakes. takeaway? Stacey James cutting the interview short. And I'm dead serious. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. all right. We, we gotta, we got, that's we enough plane. of that. We got a plane to catch. We're going back you to know, we're gonna We're going to protect this guy. He's our he's our guy. We're going to yep. protect him. It's yeah. But, uh, you know, out. let's go, boys. We've been in Cleveland too long. I do, I, I do want to say, though, you know, I know we're going to be talking all week about Mac and Zappi, but just generally about the team. Like, Monday night, national TV, good defense, crappy team, good chance for them, regardless of who plays quarterback. I know that's a huge storyline, and that's going to be good a big defense. piece of it. Patriots have a oh. good, you know, Patriots oh, I thought have you were their good defense. Chicago. I was no, like, no, no, uh-huh. no. Oh, no, 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 no. But just a chance generally yeah. for the team to get a good win on national TV next week. You know, not, not nothing that's going to be, hey, they're Super Bowl contenders now, but I just think it's, it's a good opportunity. Before we get lost in the weeds of all, a week long of Zappy versus Mac, uh, I know that's all we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Right all right. It let's uh, get is. to the rest of these phone calls here before we uh, call it a night. Spee is in Fresno, California. Hello, Spee. Hey, guys. Uh, Mike, I agree. Uh, I mean, I agree that ultimately we need more than a game manager to be a real competitor, but we're we're in the midst of the the zappy of it all and the intrigue of what's happening this season. And I think that, like, if if Mac were healthy, again, with that caveat, uh, you know, next week against the Cupcake Bears would be like an ideal way to get your apples-to-apples comparison between Mac and zappy. He comes in, you plug him in against the – team that's not that good and see does it look the same does it look better does it look different agreed yeah agreed that that would be an apples to apples you're playing a bad team like you have the last two weeks and if he if it doesn't look as good yeah you have a caveat to say well you know he's been off for a month and he's rusty but right it should it shouldn't look bad and if he's turning it over you know that is Spee's right. That would be like a somewhat of an apples to apples comparison. Yeah. Oh, I'm mad. I hung up on him. I wanted to know if Spee was short for something. Um, let's go to yeah, in Fresno. especially like like one more thing to add to that. Like then you got the Jets. You know, yeah. like I mean that's a division game. They're playing pretty well. Like I think you need to kind of have it figured out 
before. I mean, I wouldn't want to see Mac make his first start against the Jets, and, and I mean, it seems like he, he possibly yeah, could. The five and two Jets, that'd be uh, <laughs> two Jets. Four, come on, thing. who are we talking about? Four uh, and two. Well, by then they'll be. By then they'll be. Who knows? Who do they got next week? Uh, good question. Know. I don't even Does it matter next week? <laughs> no, because that that they'll is win. that is J-E-T-S. you know, like in, 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 Jets, Jets, Jets. you know, we're all talking big picture about the the AFC, and you know the. They are still in last place. Jets got the division. Broncos coming up next. Yeah, they're still in last place go. in the division, and that's kind of disappointing. Like you know, like the reality of that because yeah. the Jets going to Green Bay keeps you in last place because it's just you and Miami um, at three and three, and Miami beat beat you. So right, um, yeah. Jets could beat They could beat Russell Wilson. Anybody can beat Russell Wilson these days. The way that defense is played. It's it, it's certainly possible. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's try Andrew, who is in Washington D.C. Hi, Andrew. Hi, hey. Andrew. Hey. Hey. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, big uh, big fan of the show, long-time listener. You emailed in a few times. This is the first time I'm calling in. Cool. Um, Excellent. Paul, I sure. have an issue with you specifically on one point, which is infuriating because I have a huge amount of respect for you and your opinions all over Uh-oh. the place. That's but okay. on this one 15-point deficit in the fourth quarter thing, it drives me up the wall. What do you mean? What? So – in the most PSW way possible, I don't actually disagree with Paul. I disagree with his dismissiveness of people who disagree with him. No, no, it's <laughs> no, it's, no. It's, it's completely the opposite. I promise you. It, it's like if someone can explain this to me and and make it make sense, I'm all like I'm all for it. I'm I'm actually all for someone explaining to me why it's better to be down two scores. Than, than one. <laughs> that's not I, really like that, a hot I mean, take, that, I don't even that, think. That's like, what it is. Yeah. And if someone can explain to me why it's better to be out and down nine than eight, I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. I am not telling you that you need to see it my way, I promise you. And for the record, that wasn't a second guess by Paul or any of us. At the time when it was happening, when they said, oh, they're going to go for I two, don't we think both it's looked that. at each other and said, "Don't." what are they doing? Here's, here's the bottom line. The difference between seven and eight is negligible. Right. The difference between eight and nine is enormous. And for that reason, I would kick the extra yeah. point to make it eight. Yeah. I was pulling a uh, – do I have the score right on this? Like, yes. Could, <laughs> like Bill. <laughs> That's do you remember I, when, yeah. when Seattle went for two to try to make it a nine-point game and, and Bill thought that he had the score yeah. wrong? Yeah. What exactly. are they doing? Exactly. That's what that that's what it is. Even now, if you had Patrick Mahomes, if someone Mahomes wants to explain to me why it's better to be down nine, and, 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 and exp- yeah. I, I'm all ears. Right. Like I am all well, ears. I'll Believe get the me, old it's, one. Not, it's not my way. It's like explain to me why being down – Two scores in the fourth right. quarter is advantageous. Well, and, and it's not the same thing as the, ta- the discussion we've had in the past, where it's like you you got to go for two at one point, so go for it early. But this is totally different because they were still down by nine. They were still right. down by even, two scores. Even if you play it out, it, so it okay, yeah. they ended up onside kicking and they and they didn't get it with six and a half minutes left. If you kick deep, and then they ended up forcing a three and out, I believe. Mm-hmm. If you kicked it deep and forced the three and out, now you have the ball say at your own thirty-five. And now you have a chance to, to go down and score instead of getting it, you know, deep in your own territory. Now, I know Cleveland wasn't scoring. I watched the game. They weren't scoring three times in a row, um, you know, but I, I just think you eliminated your chances to, to come back with, with that decision. I think the wind all came out of the sails of the Browns. Yeah, and you saw had, it after they, that, They too. had a little yeah. momentum at that point. They did. A little, little. I mean, they finally got down there. Deuce and, and was worried. I was I mean, worried. Now, in fairness yeah. to Deuce, he's always worried. <laughs> but I, they, I mean, I, I, I want to win. It, 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 let's, it's better to be down eight than nine. Um, right? Yeah, it absolutely is. 
I don't think that's a hot take or something that it's you should feel ideal. bad about being dismissive. And yet of I'm still waiting for someone to call in. Better than and I, I, ever. Listen, yeah. Actually, I, and he's and he's right. The email is right. I can be dismissive of, of some of these things. Sometimes I have a tonality issue. Um, <laughs> this is not one I'm being dismissive of. I promise you, if, oh, if no. you can explain it to me and and tell me why I, I have it wrong, I'll I'll hear it. Yeah, right. But I need but I need to agree with you. Like I'm not just going to pretend that okay, you're right. Yeah. And unfortunately, we're out of time. So if anybody wanted to call uh, in and explain write why us an email. Wait, nine is, we'll is better be than eight, we just, we did, we're that, out of time here. Are we leaving here. that guy on the phone? Unfortunately, uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, we're uh, we're going to have to uh, call, wow. it a, call it a night right there. I um, want to say thanks to Dietrich Wise for calling in, obviously. Uh, Mike DeSalt, Paul Perillo, uh, Tamara Brown from uh, pregame, Matt Morell, Matt LaPan, everybody involved in the uh, broadcast. I'm Christian Arcand. I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Patriots will be back Monday night for the Chicago Bears. And I'll talk to you then here on Patriots.com. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.